0: Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Michelle Ferrey And Bridget Speckman. And we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as
1: a teacher. We have such a good episode for you all today. We are going to be revealing our secret For actually finishing your to-do list. Not
0: just like writing it down, but actually doing that to do list. Checking off those
1: boxes and getting it done. Girl, I am really excited about this one. So before we jump in, Bridget, I really want to know what has been your time sucking hurdle this week? What has been that one thing that has kept you from being productive?
0: I have to say, it's been assessments and not just any assessments, they're ELA assessments. I'm talking SRI, DRA, and writing assessments. And not only does it take forever to do in class, but it also takes forever to grade and then to analyze it on top of that. I just got
1: anxiety listening to you say all of that.
0: I know. I uh, Trust me. I feel you.
1: I have been teaching ELA for the first time this year, at least with upper elementary, and I know how daunting all of those assessments are. So I feel for you. Thank you, girl. I appreciate it. Well, if any of you all listening also got anxiety from hearing Bridget talk about all of those assessments, I think today's episode is going to make you feel so much better because again, we are talking about how to actually check off every item on your to-do list. I can't wait for it. I have always been personally added items to my to-do list that I had already done just so that I could cross them off including make a to-do list like that would be the first item
0: that is seriously really cute and i'm sure that we have over half of our listeners that are totally raising their hands up like yeah girl i feel you
1: yes and i think it's because i feel so much satisfaction when i check off those boxes and y'all i have to let you in on this i was talking with bridget and i started singing that song i can't get no satisfaction and she looked at me like i was crazy she didn't know the song. I
0: still don't know the song. So with every episode, we always talk about why this topic is important and how it's really going to benefit us as teachers. So let's chat a little bit about why to-do lists are important. And for me, it's because I have a tendency to forget things very often. Do you ever walk into a
1: room and then completely forget why you went in there?
0: Oh my gosh, girl, it's my life.
1: I'm glad it's not just me. And I'm sure those of you who are listening have had this happen to you at least once or twice. And side note, I recently heard that if you go back to wherever you were when you first got the idea to go into that room, it will help jog your memory. And it has worked for me. So you all can try that as well.
0: Is this like this whole idea of if you don't remember where you put your keys or your wallet, you just kind of take your steps backwards? I
1: guess guess so but that means you have to remember your steps
0: girl I'm gonna be screwed either way then So because I have a tendency to forget things very often, I write to-do lists. They really help me to remember what it is that I needed to get done in the first place. It's that whole idea of writing a grocery list before you go to the grocery store so that you don't find yourself just aimlessly walking down the aisles trying to remember what you were there for in the first place.
1: Or so you don't walk in to buy milk and then walk out with a bag of 10 items, none of which are the milk that you went in to purchase. Oh, Oh, girl, I completely understand you there. And once you've written it down, you don't have to think about it anymore. That helps to free up your mental space so your brain can focus on other things. And it also helps to free up some of your stress because you don't have to overthink and worry about remembering things. It's written down. And then all you have to do is hold yourself accountable and actually get it done.
0: I love that you talked about the mental stress there
1: because that is such a real thing. It's totally a real thing. And that ends up negatively affecting your sleep. And it causes you to not be present in the moment which means you're missing out on things.
0: So we have steps. In fact, we have magical steps. I know it sounds exciting. We have magical steps for helping you
1: to clear your to-do list. And step number one is to get it down. And when we say get it down, we're really referring to those bigger tasks that you have to do that are more time-consuming. We're not referring to those small, piddly things that come up throughout the day. In fact, if it can be done in under two minutes, you need to be like Nike and just do it. Don't think about it don't write it down in the moment, be like Nike and just do it. And this was a concept
0: that we got from David Allen and his book, Getting Things Done. And we are going to leave that in a link in the show notes down below. So go and check it out and you can grab a copy of that book. It's phenomenal. But he talks a lot about tasks that can be done under two minutes. And really, if you think about it, if you're spending time writing that task down on your to-do list, you could have spent that time instead of writing it down, just getting it done in the first place.
1: So next time you come across one of those tasks that you know can be done in under two minutes, tell yourself, I need to be like Nike and just do it. Yep. So let's talk about ways that we can work on getting
0: down some of these to-do's. And there are lots of different methods that are out there, but let's just recognize the old-time favorite. And I think this is the
1: physically writing things down. Do you agree? Absolutely. I've actually seen research on how physically writing things down helps you to better remember it. However, we are going to really focus on electronic ways to keep track of your to-do list and get all of those items down because there are a lot of advantages of electronically storing your to-do list. Number one, it's more convenient. You can pick up your phone or your computer or your tablet or even your watch and you can get that item on your to-do list in that exact moment. You don't have to search for paper or pencil. It also becomes easier to locate and organize. So you're not searching for that piece of paper that your dog has probably eaten or it got thrown away with a stack of papers that you are clearing off the table. You know exactly where it is because it's stored digitally. And once you write down items, you can go in and reorganize them, you can better prioritize them, which is a lot more difficult to do on a paper list. Right.
0: So we're going to introduce a few ways to be able to store these to do's electronically. And I think the number one to start with, if this is something that's very new for you, is to start with the notes app that's right on your phone. It is very simple. It is literally a notepad on your phone where you can keep track of all of your to do's.
1: Now this is a free app, but I have to say it is so versatile for being free. It's amazing. You are able to create folders to help keep all of your content organized. You can actually create a checklist within the note. So you can type like actual text or you can make it into a checklist. You can insert photos into your notes, which is super convenient, or you can even hand draw on the screen.
0: Girl, that is one of my favorite features of the Notes app. And I use the Notes app religiously. Now, I also have to share for all of you that just don't know this, this is a new feature that came out with the new OS system that was launched in 2019. So it's probably gonna be old if you're listening to this in the future. Uh, but there is a feature now where if you have photos that you place into your notes. So let's say like you're at a faculty meeting, they give you these papers, you're like me, you don't want to keep track of them. So you take a picture of it and you put it into your notes app. You now can search the content within the photo.
1: Oh my goodness. My mind is blown right now. So
0: let's say like there was something that had to do with small groups and it was titled small groups. You could go into the search bar, you could hit small groups, and then all of the notes and the photos would pull up that had the word small groups inside of it. (gasps) That's amazing. Does that, do you think that works for screenshots as well? If you
1: screenshot something on your phone? Absolutely it does. And I
0: even think, i do not quote me on this, but I feel like you can even do it with the image itself. So if there's like an image of a fox, it will pull up a fox.
1: Oh yes. Actually, I've tried that in Google Photos. If you go to Google Photos like on your computer, I'm sure it works on your phone as well, but yeah. I've done it on my computer and I'll type in like snow and I'm saying snow because it's currently snowing outside. It will pull up all of the photos that have snow. It's amazing how they do that. It is
0: so cool. Now, I personally love the Notes app. Um, I use it very, very often. But Michelle, I know that you use a different app in order to keep track of your to-dos. And guys, I say this because... Last night, and, and for those of you that don't know, she comes to my house to be able to record these podcasts. So she drives about an hour and 15 ish minutes to come and record. And so we're sitting in my living room last night, and I start to get really, really sleepy. Like evenings are just not good for me. I, I just don't function very well. Michelle, on the other hand, y'all, like she is like. Crime. Like she's like, go, go, go. And so we're talking about all of the different things that we want to accomplish while she's here. And I'm like, guys, I'm not going to remember any of this by the morning. So why don't we make a to-do list? And this girl just like whips out her phone and she's like, I'm on it. And she starts writing like all of the to-dos of all the things that we want to get done. So girl, do you want to share what it is that you like to
1: use? Absolutely. Let me start by saying I have tried countless list apps over the years. I'm a huge believer in finding the exact right system that works for you. And when it comes to to to-do list apps, they have a lot of similarities, but there will be these little quirks that kind of differentiate them from one another. So the one app that I continuously come back to is called Google Tasks. Now, first of all, you can access this on your computer as well as your phone. It's not yet available through Apple Watches, but I have a feeling that's going to change in the near future. What I love about Google Tasks is that you're able to make different lists. So I have a list for things to do today, and then I have a packing list, and then I have a grocery list, and I have all these different lists, but they're all in one place. Rather than if I had them on paper, I would have to have a separate piece of paper for each of those. I also love that I can literally type in those to-do list items on my computer. It's immediately updating on my phone. So I feel like it's always accessible to me. And it's just simple. And above anything else, when it comes to having a to-do list, I want it to be simple. It makes it easier for me to get things down. It makes it easier for me to cross things off. And that's what I need. I need things to be simple.
0: Now, Michelle, for those rare occasions when you don't have the ability to go to Google Tasks because I have to say, y'all, she got me hooked on it. I am using Google Tasks. I am an official user. But there are those times where I just don't have the ability to be able to put a open up my phone and check my to do's. One of the things is like driving, right? Like yeah. driving, we should not be looking at our phones. The other times is when I'm walking uh, Walter outside. I can't like type on my phone and try to train him to be able to walk on a leash. It just doesn't work. And during those times, I tend to find that my to do start popping in my head because it's that time where you're just thinking, thinking, thinking. So I have an app that I use called Drafts. It is a really, really great app. And what I love about it is that you can access it on your iWatch. So if you are an iWatch user and you have one, this is a really great one to have. And what I love about it is that the voice recognition software is fantastic. Like it picks up on everything that you say. And I don't find myself talking slow like when I do with Siri. I just can't stand Siri. She doesn't
1: understand me. Yeah, Siri needs some improvements. Even I will agree with that. So that's great to know that the Drafts app has such good voice recognition.
0: Yes. And so once I am done with the voice app on my iWatch, I can go back to my computer or to my phone and I can pull up the Drafts app and then transfer that information wherever it is that it needs to end up going, which is now, thanks to you, Google Tasks. Oh, I'm
1: so flattered that I could bring that into your life. You're welcome, girl. Keep in mind, these apps are tools. They're tools to be able to store and organize your to-dos, but they're not going to help you if you don't actually get the items onto them. So you have to schedule time to be able to brain dump and get all of your to-dos down. Now again, not including those items that can be done in less than two minutes, but anytime something comes into your head, you need to get it down, whether that's a physical piece of paper, whether that's the Notes app, Google Tasks, Drafts, or some other app that you discover, you have to get it down. We recommend spending time either daily or weekly if you don't have enough time to do it daily and literally sit there, set a timer for yourself, maybe for 10 or 15 minutes, And just think about all the things you need to do and write them down. Have a good brain dump session. We promise you'll feel much better after.
0: Once you have step one done and you have all of your to-dos down, it is now time for you to go into step two, which is sort it. And y'all, I have to tell you, I have used David Allen's methods for years But the thing with David Allen's methods is that you would keep a running to-do list and you would just add to your to-do list as you would go about your life. And what I found was that I was getting really stressed out because I had this huge long to-do list and I just felt overwhelmed and nothing ever seemed to be getting done. So I came across this new method and it is called the Eisenhower method, which really helps to prioritize those to-dos by urgency and importance. Now, this method stems from the quote, I have two kinds of problems, the urgent and the important. The urgent are not important, and the important are never urgent.
1: Ooh, can you say that again? Because I feel like we all kind of need a second to really digest what that's saying.
0: It's a really deep quote, y'all. I really like this one. So the quote says, I have two kinds of problems, the urgent and the important. The urgent are not important and the important are never urgent. Now, this is a very useful time management tool in order to be able to get things done. So once you have all of your to-dos written down, you then need to categorize those to-dos using a four quadrant system. So let's talk about how you organize those four quadrants. The first one is the important and the urgent. And this quadrant are for mainly for you to get done and they need to get done immediately. These are crises deadlines, and problems. Quadrant two, right to the right of it, is the important and not urgent. Now in this quadrant, you get an end date and those are done personally. And these are like relationships and planning and recreation. And then if you go down to the bottom, quadrant three is the unimportant and urgent. And in this quadrant, these are items that you can possibly delegate. Now, these are interruptions and meetings and activities. That tends to be what goes into that one. And the fourth quadrant is the unimportant and not urgent quadrant. And these can be dropped. These are your time wasters, your pleasant activities, the trivia, these things that you just don't need to be able to get to.
1: Because I think it's important to remember that when you are trying to be productive, it's not about doing everything. It's about doing what you have to do and doing what's most important. And when people always ask us, Michelle, Bridget, how do you do it all? Our response is always, we don't, but we do the things that matter the most. We do those things that are urgent. We do those things that are important. And if they're not important or urgent, we're not doing them.
0: Yeah. And this method has completely revolutionized how I tackle my to-do list. Um, I will leave a couple of links down in our show notes for you guys to be able to go read up a little bit more on the Eisenhower method. Obviously, this is not something that I came up with. It's just something that I use. And I think it has been a really useful
1: tool in helping me categorize those to-dos. Now, I'm going to take you all in a little bit of a different direction. I personally like to sit down and do my brain dump of all those things I need to get done at the beginning of the month. I like to reset my to-do list every month. Kind of like what Bridget talked about, having a running to-do list for me is extremely stressful. And when I have those items that I'm just not getting to, I'm constantly looking at them and I'm feeling like I'm not doing enough. And for me, that's not a feeling I enjoy. So I like to have a reset. Every month, I wipe my to-do list clean. I sit down, I come up with all of the items that I need to do, and I put them on one list, and I title that list needs to be done this month. Then I actually go through at the start of each week and I will pick out the top items from that monthly to-do list that I wanna accomplish that week. Through Google Tasks, you can easily move items from one list to another, which is another reason I love having electronic to-do list rather than paper ones. So I move the items from the month to-do list to my list that I title needs to be done this week. Then at the start of each day, I start a power list. My power list is like my top three items that I want to get done that day. So I will look at my needs to be done this week list and I will pick out three items and I will move them to my needs to be done today list. So I essentially have three to-do lists going, one for the month, one for the week, and one for the day. I do want to share one other strategy that I implement with this like tiered to-do list system. I know myself very, very well. And I know that at the beginning of the month, I'm Gung ho. I'm ready to go. I have lots of energy. I'm super motivated. But as the month goes on, my motivation tends to dwindle. And because I know this about myself, I have structured my to do list to work in conjunction with that. So I like to start the month with the most important tasks from my list. That way, as the month goes on and I become less motivated, because it's bound to happen, I'm working on those less important tasks. And if things get in the way, it's just not as big of a deal. And personally, Personally, that helps me to feel less overwhelmed. I'm breaking it down. I'm starting with the most important tasks and I'm more motivated to get started on it when it's in those smaller chunks.
0: Girl, that sounds like my chicken my chicken analogy. Do you want to
1: share that one more time? Because I, I know how much you love I, it. I do love it so much, guys. Like
0: it's that whole idea that I I have kids. I have two kids. And one of them is young. He's six years old. And so I don't, whenever I feed him, I don't give him an entire chicken breast. Like y'all, he can't fork that sucker and just shove it into his mouth. He would choke. He would die. It is not okay. And so what I do is you have to cut up that chicken breast into little bite-sized tiny
1: pieces so that it's easier to chew and swallow. And that's exactly how I organize my list. I feel like that month to-do list is that whole chicken breast. And then I'm maybe cutting it up into slices for the week. And then. I'm- I'm cutting that slices up into individual bites for the day. Ah, chew and swallow. (laughs) I mean, I really was
0: not going to go here at all, but I think that it leads into our third step beautifully. So step number three is schedule it. And I mean, don't you think that it's like the chewing part?
1: I okay, I see where you're going with this. I mean, (laughs) when you choose something, you're getting it ready to be able to swallow. And so when you schedule it, you're getting it ready to be done. We can make this a thing. We're totally
0: making a thing to swallow. It's gonna be a thing. Okay, so step number three is to schedule it. And this is where you have to look at your to-dos. You have to see how you have placed it into its chunks, and then you're going to determine when are you going to get it done, whether it's that day or that week.
1: Now, let's keep in mind, as teachers, our days can look so different if we have certain meetings or we have certain obligations after school. Just this past week, I was a scorekeeper for our school's geography bee, and I was at school until 9 p.m., so I wasn't crossing a whole lot off of my to-do list that day. So you have to really figure out how to balance getting things done off your to-do list between different days. If a day is overloaded, you need to look at that in advance and go, okay, I'm not going to get a lot done that day. And that's all right. I'm either going to be more productive the day before, or I'm going to be more productive the day after. And it's all about looking at your schedule and being able to figure out when you can get those things done.
0: And I think the other thing you have to think about is that when you're looking at those tasks, you need to determine how long is this task going to end up taking me. So for instance, something as easy as planning a morning meeting is not going to look the same as when I go to plan my small groups for reading. Those are going to take way more time than it is for me to plan a morning meeting. So you need to look at your to-dos and almost give a rough rough estimate of how long is it going to take me to get this, uh, get this finished and accomplished.
1: We promise you this will make you feel less overwhelmed because I guarantee you right now, you have items on your to-do list and you keep telling yourself, I don't have time for that because my hand is up right now. I'm famous for doing that all the time. But if you actually sit down and look at those items and you go, okay, this is going to take me 30 minutes. Oh, on Tuesday at five o'clock, I have a spare 30 minutes. And you schedule that in, you chew it, it's going to be easier than to be able to swallow. I love that you said that because I think the
0: easiest part, and this is step four, is the swallowing part. It's the part where you just get it done. You have it scheduled. Now you just need to follow through and do it. And Michelle, I feel like this is where we always give our tough love in every single one of our episodes. So we're going to give some tough love. And that is the fact that you need to to follow through with getting it done. You have to have that willpower. You need to just do it.
1: And so often we blame this on our motivation. We say, well, I'm not motivated. Guess what? At certain points, it's no longer about motivation. It's about discipline. You have to be disciplined enough to say, okay, I scheduled this on my calendar. I'm going to To do it. And that ends up becoming a big separator between people who get their list done and people who don't. You need to have the discipline that once you've scheduled it, you're going to do it. Be like Nike and just do it. Honestly, the hardest part is getting started, but I'm a huge believer in activity leads to activity and inactivity leads to inactivity. What that basically means is when you get a jumpstart on something and you just do the first step, you're more motivated to do the second step and then the third step. And before you know it, you're on step like 20 and you're almost done because that activity leads to more activity. But inactivity leads to more inactivity, which means if you're just fiddle farting around, have you ever heard that word before? No, I've never heard that. It's like when you're just going around wasting time fiddle farting around fiddle (laughs) farting I'll show you the definition later but if you are wasting time you're procrastinating you're trying to find reasons to not do it instead of just getting it done you're going to continue those same actions so you have to remind yourself activity leads to more activity just do the first step and then you will be on your way to accomplishing that task And this entire step is not going
0: to be just us giving you tough love. We do have some ideas to really help boost your motivation and be able to get some of those items done off of your list. And there are a lot of different applications that you can use out there on the internet. Something as simple as just turning your phone off, you know, powering that sucker off, putting it in a different room. You can also go to airplane mode so that you don't have text messages or notifications from, you know, Instagram popping up and distracting you. But one of my favorites is called the Forest app. Have you heard of this one?
1: I have. I haven't used it a lot. And now that you're saying it, I'm thinking about it again. I'm like, ooh, I should probably be utilizing this more.
0: Yeah. I I love the Forest app, guys. It it is such a cute app. It literally, it's just cute because you get to build a forest. So every time you want to sit down and you want to be able to accomplish something, you would set your timer on your Forest app. Now you can adjust the time on on the app yourself. So I typically try to stick to about 25 ish or 30 minutes, and then you will start to plant your tree and it will grow for that time that you are working and being productive. Now, what's great is that the uh, you can have a setting in that app that
1: if you leave the app itself, it will stop and you don't get to grow your tree. I love that you mentioned the whole timer thing, because that kind of reminds me of step three, which was to schedule it. And we said you had to decide how long that was going to take you. And so if you say, hey, this is going to take me 30 minutes, you set that timer in that app and that becomes a huge motivator to actually get it done in that time. It's almost like a race against the clock. It is fantastic. There was a day that I had to get um,
0: some work done for grad school, Michelle, and i Y'all I sat down and I would just keep setting resetting and I was playing in trees all day long I almost had my entire forest going but it it was a great motivator like it really did get me going and it's funny because like when I would get a little close like towards the end of that timer I had about five minutes left and I was like I am not gonna get up and go to the bathroom right now I am gonna stick it through for those five minutes and I'm gonna get this
1: work done and it worked I feel like that app would go along so well with my next tip, which is to plan rewards for yourself when you accomplish either that task or your list for the day. It all depends on where your motivation is at because sometimes you need a reward after each task and sometimes you just need a reward at the end of the day. Now, when I say reward, I'm not talking about going out and treating yourself, although that can be a fantastic reward, but it can be as simple as going for a walk, going and walking around your favorite store probably Target, getting a snack, going onto social media, watching a show, whatever it is that brings you joy. And again, you become more motivated to finish your to-do list if you know that that reward is waiting for you.
0: So now that we've equipped you with all of the four steps in actually being able to get done with those to-dos, one thing that you really need to be mindful of when you're dumping all of that information down are those reoccurring to-do lists because those should have their own little home. You shouldn't house that in your typical everyday to-do list. Do you agree?
1: Absolutely. It's really helpful to keep a checklist of those recurring to-dos so that you can reuse it every time you start that process instead of trying to add those items to your to-do list. And when your to-do list starts getting super long, it's just going to add to your stress. But you could add that holistic item, kind of the big picture item. For example, get lesson planning done to your to-do list so that you can check off just that one item. Yeah. And
0: Michelle, that's going to be our episode coming up next week. That Um, is our
1: next episode.
0: Lesson planning like a pro. Oh, I'm so excited for it. It's going to be a good one, guys. You need to stay tuned for that one.
1: But until then, we do have a freebie for you. We have a Finishing Your To-Do List cheat sheet filled with all of the tips and the tricks and the strategies that you heard in today's episode. You can head over to teachingonthedouble.com forward slash 006. In order to grab this freebie, you can download it and start using it right away. So until next time, guys. Be timely. Stay organized. And be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.